This is Becoming a Podcast for Teens and Young Adults, Episode 54, Building Family Friendships, with Jackie Schlurf from the Supergirls Podcast. Hi there, and welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. We are your hosts, Tani Beardall and Erica Peterson. We will be interviewing guests with unique experiences and experts in different fields to help us get the most out of each episode. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Teen Job Prep, for supporting the podcast. It can be scary finding your first-time job as a teen, but Teen Job Prep has all the tools you need to not be intimidated. With a resume builder that is designed for teens and video training, Teen Job Prep has you covered. Know the rules that need to be followed if you are under 18 and how to find, apply, and stand out as an excellent applicant. Go to teenjobprep.com and use the code BECOMING to get 10% off. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We are so glad to have you here with us today. This past weekend, Tawny and I were able to go to a podcast retreat, and we were in a mastermind with a bunch of other podcasters just collaborating and helping each other, and it was such a great experience. And a question that kept coming up was if other teen podcasts bothered us and felt like it was in competition with what we were doing. And we were solidly so grateful for the other podcasting community that has been developed with the other teen podcasters. And one of our very favorite teen podcasters is Jackie Schlurf with the Supergirl podcast. And we have her here today to share with us. We are so excited to be so exciting. working together. Jackie, welcome to Becoming. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And yeah, I feel the same way with the teen podcast. The more the merrier, the more voices that are out there. You're going to connect with different people, and yeah, I love it. Absolutely. So, Jackie, tell us a little bit about the Supergirl podcast. What kind of maybe started you on that and what you're doing with that? So, mine is geared more to teenage girls. I know yours is just teens in general. Mine's more for girls, although we definitely do talk about some topics that boys can relate to, too. When I started just over a year ago, and I worked with a lot of teen girls, and I, I just saw some of the things they were going through and how they felt like they were the only one going through it. And I just wanted a place that they could see that there's other people that are going through the same things and like just give them like ideas of how to, you know, how to cope or just not feel so alone. I think that's huge, just knowing you're not alone. Beautiful and really, really similar to our thought process when starting. You just want everyone to feel like they have a space. I just love what you're doing. But today we invited you, Jackie, on to talk about strengthening family relationships. And this is a huge topic. I'm really excited to talk about it because I feel like I need all the help I can get in this arena. (laughs) Um, It seems to me like my family has a decent amount of contention in our home. And sometimes I worry that I'm just doing something wrong. So I wonder if other families feel the same way. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I have three boys and that's like our number one goal every week is let's not have contention this week. And and there is, there always is. And I think there will be. And I think some of that's okay. Part of that is just um, 
you know, learning to deal with different people. You're not always going to agree with everyone. And if you can figure out how to deal with some of that when you're with your siblings, when you go out into the world, it makes it, you know, so you're easier to get along with. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah, you totally learn from each other. Yeah. Yeah, I often think of that. I'd rather have them learning how to resolve conflict within our home than one day, you know, they're getting in a huge fight at their first job because they've never had that ability to work through a problem. Yeah, for sure. It can teach you conflict resolution and yeah. So it's good. It's good if we have fighting in our home. Right. We can tell ourselves that. (laughs) To some degree. No, but there definitely are things you can do to strengthen those relationships and hopefully cut down on it. That's that's the goal in our family. And like I said, we're not perfect, but we're trying. (laughs) So what are some of the things that you would suggest for teens to do to strengthen those relationships? Well, I think one thing you need to remember is right now, friends are very important. Maybe you don't want to always be home with your family, but you have to realize as you get older and you graduate from high school, those friends move on, you move on. And as much as you love them and think you're always going to be connected and stuff, it just doesn't happen. And you might, you know, talk a couple times a year or see each other occasionally, but it really, it comes down to your siblings and stuff that are always going to be there. And so it is important to establish those relationships now because no matter how much they annoy you right now, they will be your friends someday. (laughs) But but one thing I found in just growing up and in my own family is spending one-on-one time with them. Um, I know when I'm the oldest, I have two younger brothers in my family growing up and I would try and take my brothers on dates. They hated it when I called it that, but you know, just spend (laughs) some one-on-one time with them, like take them out to ice cream or go to a movie or something. And that did a lot, even just like immediately after I noticed we got along so much better and that doesn't mean we didn't fight again, but it helped in the immediate. And my kids now too, I have three boys they're 8, 12, and 15, you know, different ages. They like different things. But when they take time, especially my oldest, if he takes time, my youngest loves soccer and my oldest loves basketball. And so if my oldest will take my youngest out and even just spend like 10 minutes kicking the soccer ball around with him, that just makes my little guy's day. And then since he doesn't love soccer, you know, doing that for his little brother, then sometimes he'll tell him, well, why don't you come shoot hoops with me and I'll teach you this play or whatever. And for him to be paying that attention to my youngest, it just, it means so much to him that his older brother would would take that time. And then they get along better, at least for a couple hours. (laughs) It's true. I think investing time in what the other person is interested in is the biggest way to open the door to have a better relationship. And I personally think that a lot of reasons why my kids might act out at certain times or isolate themselves is because they feel like they have a lack of attention or just don't feel noticed or heard by anyone. And by doing that, just a little bit, letting someone know, like, I see you. And, you you know, it's nice for parents to do that, but siblings can fulfill each other in the same way. Yeah, definitely. Well, I just think... For my family, this was so crucial for the older sibling to really like step up. I don't know if you've seen that to be true, Jackie, but for my family, that had to happen with my brother to me. He was older than me and I really wanted to be his friend and he was just 
beating me down all the time. And finally, my parents were like, look, she is like going to be your best friend if you just make an effort. And he really like changed how he treated me and we became best friends. And then the same thing happened with me to my younger sister. I really wasn't a fan. And then my parents were like, hey, like you're the one who can control this. And I had to really open up my heart and let her in. And I think a lot of times maybe older siblings are like, oh, they're not as cool as me because they're younger. But then when you make the effort, you realize that they're actually a lot like you and you guys like the same things. You understand each other really well. You can actually become each other's best friends. And that happened all the way down through my family. So she had to do the same thing for the younger sister below her. All five of us are actually best friends in really individual ways. But I do think that the older sibling has the biggest responsibility. But then sometimes the younger sibling you have to like ask for it because you're not always going to be the oldest. So sometimes you have to maybe make that effort. But I think that's so magical though. The one-on-one time, I didn't recognize that, but I'm guessing that that's really what my brother used to grow our relationship as well as just maybe being kinder and softer (laughs) to me. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I was going to say too, is ask for it. If you are that younger sibling or even if you are the older one and you're, you're not getting that time with them, ask, like find something they would enjoy doing and ask if they'll do that with you. And it really does. (laughs) And particularly with your parents, if you're feeling a lack of attention and you know it's causing you to withdraw or be angry, I think the easiest thing to do is just pull them aside and say, I think I need to spend time with you. I miss you. Or I'm just feeling neglected. She may be reacting to her sister negatively. She just needs a little extra attention. And I know it might seem awkward the first couple of times just reaching out and being like, mom, I just want to hang out with you. Please talk to me. That will really increase your relationship and it'll become more natural every time. You'll enjoy spending time together. Oh yeah. And I can guarantee that your parents are dying to spend time with you. And maybe they just don't know how to approach you about it, or they think you don't want to. And if you ask them, they will happily do that. My mom and I would do a lot of that. Just me being the only girl, she would actually let me skip school sometimes and we would go shopping or go to lunch or whatever. And I guess my dad didn't find about that till years later. And he was (laughs) happy when he found out about that. (laughs) But it was so fun. And it really did help our relationship. So I have a question. I think there's so many distractions today. Is there any like parameters or guidelines you would give to make that one-on-one time like even more successful or effective? I think one thing you can do is talk to them during it. Ask about them, Um, especially if it's your siblings. I've heard when it comes to making friends, it's easier to make friends if you're interested instead of interesting. So rather than try and make yourself all interesting, you'd be interested in the other person. And I think that would really help with siblings too, is if you genuinely wanted to know what was going on in their lives and tried to, you know, just just be aware of what they were doing and, and then follow up on it too. If they have a test or if they have a game, you know, ask them, hey, how can oh, I, I love that. Um, another thing that my... Actually, my college roommates and I did this once a week. We would have, it was called thank yous and compliments. And we would all sit down together and we would go around and we would all 
thank each roommate for something and give them a compliment. And actually, I tried to implement this in my family and my boys just rolled their eyes and thought it was the dumbest thing they'd ever heard of. So it might not work in every family to like officially sit down and do that. But that doesn't mean you can't look for ways to compliment your siblings or or thank them and kind of go out of your way to serve them too. Not that you need to like let them walk all over you or anything, but if you're just doing little things for you, they're going to notice and their attitude towards you is going to change. And if they're like the pesky little sister or whatever, you're going to notice that they're being nicer. <laughs> yeah, totally. It'll change the whole vibe in the family. We're doing those things. Erica's family does something similar. Um, I don't live near any family, so their families kind of adopted me. And for my birthday, uh, I'm, I'm silly. I get emotional really easy. <laughs> But for my birthday, they invited me over because my husband was out of town and it was just me and my kids. And we had cake and dinner and it was so nice. But then they did this tradition that they do, I love you because. And each person in their whole family gave me a moment where they each told me what they loved about me. And it was really, I mean, that's not even my family. And I felt really cared about and special. So I think doing a tradition like that uh, and birthday is an easy way to do. Like, I don't care if this is awkward, we're doing it. Even if they're boys that roll their eyes and you get more comfortable doing it, the more you do it. But I think that would be a super cool way to just increase a positive vibe in your home. Oh, for sure. One thing I just remembered as you were saying that, so we're in September now for Valentine's Day on my boys' bedroom doors, I just cut out hearts and I wrote things that I love about them and I stuck them on their doors. I didn't make a big deal out of it. I didn't say anything about it. I just stuck the hearts there. My oldest still has, has his hearts and he actually had some friends over last night and they asked him, why do you have hearts on your door? And he said, well, my mom put them there for Valentine's Day. And it's been so long that it's just kind of become part of the decor. I don't even see them anymore. But the fact that he still has them there and he was willing to tell his friends, like, well, my mom did that. It made me realize it meant a lot to him, even though he never acknowledged it or, and he would have been super embarrassed had I like said it to his face and stuff. But just doing that, he noticed. <laughs> That's so cool. That's really sweet. I think that we need to express our love for each other more often for sure. Yeah. And it takes practice to um, another team podcaster I really like is Kristen Duke, and she has the Fist Bump podcast. I think we you guys, her. we do, yeah, that. Yes. yeah, she's wonderful. <laughs> she is. She's so great. She was one of my first guests, actually. But her and Becky Proudfit were recently talking about how your family unit is a team. And when you have a sports team or something, you have to practice. You don't all just automatically connect and you don't know, you know, when you're playing in a game and stuff, you don't know how you're going to react to each other and that. But as you spend time together and as you practice, you become like a fluid, a team that can play together. And if you do that in your family too, spend time together and, and practice, it's going to make you work together as one. And be more cohesive as a family. Yeah. That is perfect. I love it so much. This actually reminds me of one of my favorite concepts, a book called The Five Love Languages. Oh, yeah. Have you read it? I have. Oh, I love it. It's by Gary Chapman. And I just want to recommend every teen listening to go and either read the book or just take, there's a test they provide to find out what love language you are. And I feel like this just sparks a new way of looking at relationships and connecting with people that are important to you. 
And so the, there's five love languages, and they're words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So I think it's just really important to identify your love language and the love language of your parents or siblings or anyone who's really important to you. So you can communicate meaningfully what makes sense to them and their love language. So I found this really helpful in my personal relationships. Like, let's just say your love language is words of affirmation. And you love it when someone expresses themselves to you, or maybe they write you a note or send you like a meaningful text. And that really means a lot to you. But what if your mom's love language is like acts of service? And so she expresses herself by maybe doing all of your laundry. She cooks for you. She makes sure your gas is full and your car. And she's doing that because she's expressing love for you. But you don't recognize that as love. You just kind of think, well, that's what moms are supposed to do. You know? So mm -hmm. if I'm uh, looking for words of affirmation because that's how I feel love and she's not expressing it that way, we could have a real disconnect in our relationship. Oh, she just doesn't love me. She never tells me that she loves me. But she thinks she's expressing it in the way that makes sense to her heart. So I just think it's important to recognize that, okay, my mom is an acts of service. That's how she feels love. So if I want to connect to her, I should speak in her language, which maybe that means I'm going to go and do some chores without being asked. And I guarantee you, if you tap into that, it's going to change your relationship. And she'll be over the moon about it. And then you can express to her like, hey, I just learned this new thing. And my love language is words of affirmation. And it makes me feel the best when you, you know, express to me that you love me or you're proud of me or when you leave me a note and just sharing how you feel love. So that way you're just connecting on the right level and you're speaking each other's language. And I've noticed in my life, it has made all the difference in my relationships when I've recognized my loved ones love language and really try to express love in the way that they speak. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's important with that too, to, to tell them what they need. Maybe they're not um, responding in your language. And first of all, you need to recognize their efforts that they are trying, but then tell them. And it's important for you to be available at home sometimes. I know you're all super busy and you have homework and you have extracurriculars and but if you just make time to be home once in a while to help out your mom a little or when you get when you eat, put your dishes in the sink or whatever, you know, that's going to go a long ways in just even if your mom's love language isn't service in just she can see your effort and realize that you are trying and she'll try too. and the same with your siblings. That's so awesome. That's a really good thing to keep in mind. And just I think as a teen, I was constantly like my friends are everything and I could not wait till the next moment when I was hanging out with my friends. Um, and then when I went to college, you know, I realized like what great friends my family were and I didn't quite appreciate that necessarily in high school, but to, like appreciate the times when you're not with friends and to make that a positive experience instead of like, you can't wait till the next moment when you're gone and just like making the most of that. Cause you can actually have some of your funnest times with your family. You can play games, you can, find fun activities to do. You can be your weirdest self in front of these people because they are never going to shun you for being just like wild and crazy and singing at the top of your lungs in a dorky outfit, like whatever it is, you know, just enjoy the safety of home and love that 
awesomeness because you, you know, it goes away quicker than you think. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to be around people that you can be yourself around? And when Tani too was kind of talking about the love languages, like you can communicate with them in the way they like. Like if you have younger siblings or whatever, maybe they like memes. You could just find a funny meme. How hard is that? And (laughs) send it to them. And just the fact that you thought of them, or if they don't have a phone, you could even just show it to them on on your phone or whatever. But the fact that you like show them that, they're going to they're going to enjoy that. And it's important to keep a sense of humor. Um, so my brothers, like I said, they loved to torment me. And most of the time, it was probably because they wanted attention or whatever. <laughs> I remember when I was 12, my family was in a car accident and I broke my hip. And so I was in a body cast. Ooh. And so I could be standing up straight or laying down flat. Those are the only two positions I could be in. Oh. And so my parents got a reclining wheelchair so that I could still lay down, but, but get around. We lived uh, on this hill and my brothers one day, they took me out in my wheelchair and they took me to the top of the hill and they let me go. And I went flying down this thing. And I was so mad. I was screaming the whole way. And my mom came out and she was mad. And my brothers were like, cool what's going to happen? She's already in a body cast. And then we just started laughing. And I could have totally been mad at him, but it actually, I'm sure it was pretty funny, me flying down the hill in this wheelchair screaming, you know? And now it's like a funny story that whenever we get together, we're like, remember that time? That, yeah. You know, and just rather than getting mad, you can laugh about it. And and those will be funny times later that you can look back on and, and remember. And who else are you going to have those memories with, you know? Oh, look for the humor. I love that so much. And another thing that's helped me is to just use curiosity. Like instead of just instantly going like, why did they do that? I'm so mad. You, you know, you just step back and say, Oh, I wonder what is going on with her. Like, why is she, did she have a bad day at school? Did someone treat her unkindly? And when you really use the curiosity instead of go straight to just being frustrated and angry, it changes like how you feel, how you view things. And we are a team, like you said. I just really feel strongly that the home is a place to support and love each other no matter what you're going through, no matter what you look like or sound like or act like. We just have this unconditional love where we support each other. So I think humor and curiosity could solve a lot of problems. Yeah, that's such a good point. I love that. I think one thing to kind of remember is some teens might be listening to this and they might be like, oh yeah, I'll do that one day. Like that sounds like a good idea one day. Because I think that's kind of how a lot of teens kind of look at this. I would just like to add my two cents that it's really important to try now, like do little things right now. If you could think of one thing to do, think of the person who you maybe have a hard time with in your family. Maybe it's your mom, maybe it's your dad, maybe it's a sibling in in particular, but maybe the person who you have the hardest time with, focus on doing one thing that puts you a step closer to being friends with them each day. And that will grow like, 100% whether it's talking to them being like hey like I want to try not to be in such a crazy relationship I want to try to be better friends with you and just starting from there or whether just starting to do small acts of service or whatever but those small moments will add up to a good relationship I have a firm belief that it does not matter how different you are how far in age apart you are 
you can become friends with somebody who's in your family because I truly believe that families were supposed to learn and grow from each other and that they are they are more similar than they are different. But even if you're you seem really different, you can find a friendship because of the love that you give to each other. It doesn't matter if you have all the same interests or not. Like if you do loving and kind things to each other, you will create a friendship. And I don't think that that's impossible for any family member. And it could be, you know, even if you have step siblings or if you have a family that is just combining together, it might be something that you have to work even harder on, but you are in a home and you get to have the opportunity to serve and to do kind things to another human being. And what an amazing Thing that you get to have the power to like make that a better thing. Yeah, I love that. That's so important. And it's true. It, it never is too late if you don't have a good relationship, but it is easier to start it earlier. earlier. I mentioned earlier that my mom and I were super close. My mom was my absolute best friend. I told her everything. And my dad, we didn't have a bad relationship. We just didn't really, I told my mom everything. I didn't tell my dad much. And my mom passed away when I was 19 and all of a sudden I would call home and my dad would answer. And before when he called, I'd say, hi dad, how's it going? Can I talk to mom? You know? And all of a sudden I didn't have her to talk to. And so then I needed to talk to my dad. And at first it was really awkward. I didn't know how to talk to him, but I just started slowly opening up and telling him more things. And now my dad and I are super close. And I wonder why I didn't talk to him like when I was younger. We just don't give it as much of a chance as we should probably. And I'm glad you had that opportunity to have that relationship with your mother. But it's never too late. Like you said, I mean, you were a lot older when you decided to really invest in that relationship with your dad. And it looks like it took more work to learn how to communicate better with him. But how valuable is that relationship to you now? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Jackie. If there's like one takeaway that you can give our teens to like really focus on, what would be the one thing that you could really drive home? I think just pick one of your siblings. Think of something that's going to make them really happy, whether it's you play a game with them, you go somewhere with them. Just pick one of your siblings, start with that, and do something that's going to make them happy. Or maybe you serve them or whatever. But start with that one and then see how that goes and you can go from there. I love that. That's awesome. And I love the one-on-one time. I just think that the experiences are so much more effective than any one thing you can give them or anything like that. I love the service and the experiences and the one-on-one time. That's so beautiful. And it's so doable and it's free. (laughs) We don't have any excuses. What I would add is don't give up if you try it for a couple days and it doesn't improve the relationship, don't give up. They're getting used to it. They're probably wondering, yeah, they wait, might be why suspicious. are they, yeah, what's going on here? Why are they being so nice to me? Just continue and you will, without a doubt, see a change. I can promise it. So Jackie, we ask all of our interviewees if they could go back and tell their high school self one piece of advice, what would it be? Do you have something in mind? Oh gosh, <laughs> I do. Don't be afraid to be who you are. I was really quiet in high school. Not that being quiet is bad, but I was just so afraid to speak or like, because what are people going to think of me? And it wasn't that I was shy. I just 
I didn't want to stand out because I thought people would think I was weird or something. Don't be afraid to be yourself. You have a lot to offer. I can guarantee it. And just let, let it shine. Like, be yourself and find those people that you're comfortable with and, and rock it. <laughs> Your people yes. will find you when you are yourself. And rock you will it. grow, like, real meaningful relationships when you just be who you are. I totally agree, Jackie. I love that. That's great advice. Thank you so much for that. So, Jackie, will you let our listeners know where they can find you? Oh, yep. So, Instagram is Supergirls Podcast, and then my podcast is Supergirls Podcast. And uh, my 15-year-old son, his friend always complains that his mom makes him listen to it, and he says, I'm not a Supergirl. I don't know why she makes me listen. But like I said, there is topics that affect boys, too. So, Excellent. That's it. That's so great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We have loved hearing about this information and we just appreciate you and love all the good that you're doing and sharing through your podcast. So thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you, Jackie. All right. Bye. Finding part-time jobs for teenagers can be challenging. Teen Job Prep's goal is to remove the mystery and equip you with the tools you need to get and keep a job. The Resume Builder helps teens create a professional resume even with no experience. Their video training is perfect for teens. It's fun to watch and quick and will teach you everything you need to know from how to get a work permit, interviewing tips, to how to find a part-time job. Most importantly, it will give you the confidence to know that you are doing everything you are supposed to. Visit teenjobprep.com to check out all of their awesome resources and use the code BECOMING to get 10% off.